0: Hello, welcome back to The Lounge. To all you new listeners, welcome to The Lounge. If you are a new listener, highly recommend, go back and check out our first couple episodes in the archives kind of give you an idea of what we're about the vibe of the show and then you could just strap on your seatbelt and enjoy the rest of the ride with us the feedback has been tremendous thank you guys so much coach flanagan and i we started this thinking man that would be just really fun to do and the feedback we've been getting from everybody has blown us both away in fact the shares and the listens we've got people that are downloading in vietnam um, and the patrons To you guys that are donating money, thank you. You guys will get an early release. That's one of the perks of of donating to our Patreon. So thank you for that. The social media, Instagram, Twitter, at realcoachlounge.com. On Facebook, The Coaches Lounge. If you're interested in sponsorships, you can hit us up via email, realcoachlounge at gmail.com. I wanted to give a quick backstory on this episode real quick. So open up. curtain and let you see behind it a little bit at full transparency this was actually the first episode that um, coach flanagan and i ever recorded and so i'm gonna get i'm gonna get hammered a few times by these guys and, and i i totally deserve it but i'm going to get hammered because we were into some really cool stuff about six minutes in i would only admit to two but we were about six minutes in and i forgot to hit record so we had to start all over very 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 embarrassing rookie mistake but uh, we live and we learn and just like we tell our players you either lose or learn right and so uh, it hasn't happened again since they've been giving me hard times ever since then the guest that we have on this episode is uh two great coaches big joe wheeler and ronnie van clark captain one-liner he talks so fast as he says in one of these stories uh he's he's talking like nine auctioneers he is the king of one-liners without any further ado enjoy episode three with big joe wheeler and Ronnie Van Clark. Welcome to the Coach's
1: Lounge podcast, dedicated
0: to the experiences from the real coaches' offices around the country. These are the great stories we love to share and hear from the gridiron, court, and fields across America. Now,
1: join coaches Kevin Flanagan and Matt Marshall as they open the lounge
0: now. Anyway, Coach, so here we are. Here we, we, we made it. Uh, finally, the lounge is up and running. And uh, there were some technical difficulties out of our control. But, um, well, Not out of, out of control. y'all's control. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd totally bring that on myself. But I
2: hope this works out. You're all standing. It is done. It is <laughs> done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I so, already told you it wasn't like real uh, be coaching uh, student cross. coaching. <laughs> so no, This was his I'm, deal. This was,
0: let, I might be shooting for the water polo team before I'll send up. But the, uh, so the lounge <laughs> is open. Coach, we decided we wanted to do this. And um, immediately you started jotting down names. And uh, these were. the top of the list that you said hey we want to get to knock knock these guys out they tell stories only the way coaches can which is the whole concept of this thing is the coaches lounge is being new to this profession in my eyes i one of the most amazing parts of this last few years for me is being around you guys and being a part of this fraternity and the, the ribbing each other and the giving a hard time but also it's the storytelling and with coaches we give such our job is to evoke emotion through words and actions, and already you guys have shown your forgiveness for people's mistakes. But uh, you're also great storytellers, and so, um, Coach, you
1: want to introduce? <laughs> I do, I do, and I, and I realize the red button means record, yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. We're good. We're, we're good, I'm on we're good. Deal now. Double so. check you from now. Yeah, on. it's on. That's uh, <laughs> write that down. We got uh, so big, Joe. You and I have known each other for for quite a while, and uh, you were at Deer Park when I met you. And um, anyway, talk about your uh, your your journey and where you're at now, how you got there. I played
3: uh played at University of Houston, uh, and um, I got my first job with Buzzy Keith. Um, he's a guy that's you in, uh, in the Hall of Fame, whatever. Uh, won the Tom Landry Award way back in the day. Uh, he was my first coach. I coached for him for one year. Um, then uh, Stan Labby came in. He got that job, and I'm sure you know him. He's another guy, a high school legend. I coached for him for another year. And then I, our defensive coordinator got the job out in West Texas, a little town called Pecos. Uh, followed him out there and got a chance to be the defensive coordinator and head golf coach and offensive line coach. I uh, was there for a year, and then I um, got made a move at, back to uh, Dallas area, Duncanville, coached for my high school uh, head coach and high school offensive line coach there for three years over to um umble where I'm at now with my head coach there, uh, Coach West. We, came, we played college football together there. But, um, that's been my journey, 27 years. And how'd y'all cross paths? Where were y'all at? He was my offensive line coach in college.
0: Now, Coach, you were just telling us before we pushed the record button about uh, your, your extensive history and some great stories and uh I can't wait to actually let everybody else hear them too.
2: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. No, no thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, kind of like I said, I, I, I think I stated earlier, kind of maybe a Cinderella story out of nowhere. of a little town of to Flatonia, Texas, where I played. And just not a very good football player at all. Let's don't kid anybody. Like I think I stated, couldn't, couldn't play dead in a war movie. Enjoyed the sport, <laughs> though. Uh, but I started as a junior high coach, uh, you know, when I got out in, uh, at Hill Country Middle School in Austin. Like I said, went from there to Spring Branch High School here in Houston uh the school closed down we went to a little place called marble falls where i was the defense coordinator and the offensive line coach at that time at that i always had the privilege of being the golf coach uh one thing i i heard a guy tell the one guy in the clubhouse he said hey you know if you're you know, uh, I forget what he said he was doing, pulling the ball or slicing the ball or whatever. He said, if you pull your thumb over, you know, you'll get the club straight. You know, in a, out there. in your golf grip on yeah, the club? So I went out there and told my guys, hey, if you pull your thumb over, you won't foul that ball off like that anymore, you know. So I was pretty, <laughs> I was pretty good as a golf coach on that kind of stuff. But then the head coach came in and said, we're going to go to clean, we're going to win a state championship, which he did. Uh, but backing it up when I was at Spring Branch, as I'd stated, I uh, I just, uh, I ran it. I was always out with the gamblers kind of in spring, just hanging around. So I was able to be around some guys like, you know, Jack Pardee and and a lot of those guys, Bob Young. So they – four or five years later, I guess, when Coach Pardee got the head coaching job at Houston, I went in and said, hey, Coach, I'd I'd really like to be involved in this. You know, And, and he really didn't have anything much at that time. So anyway, I just, I quit my job and came down here and, and the best part I always tell people, I stayed in my truck till I figured out what we were doing. Wow. And uh, man, I'm telling you, I was sweating in that, I mean, it, my belly button was gnawing in my backbone. <laughs> two days was over, you know, I was skinny as a racing lizard, but it all paid off, you know, we got in there and, and then I was able to even coach some sons. Like I coached, uh, Jimmy Klinger's son at Rice years down the line later. But we, we went on and, and Coach Pardee went to the Oilers and we were able to latch on there as the line coach. And uh, from then on, like I said, went on and uh, was out the year, uh you know, went from Houston, went to Place Clear Lake. And we were able to go 10-1 and 1 there with a guy named Larry Haynes, a really, really good football coach. And I've uh, been very blessed to be around a lot of coaches. I only had one that was different and I won't we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Fair enough. And, uh, but then, on, like I said, went, uh, got back in and Coach Pardee called me and we went to a place called the Birmingham Barracudas and uh that was a canadian league uh, league so we had six teams playing down here in america and uh so kind of canadian league yeah yeah we, but we were, <laughs> Semi- yeah, we were in canada, yeah, canada so and uh so that was a good league for me it didn't last very long but uh the best thing probably happened out of that league is i met my wife and i got married i was 38 i was way too young but i did it anyway <laughs> and uh <laughs> and we hung in there and uh, and uh she's had and in may she'll have 25 great years of marriage and i've got some <laughs> good ones in there also. <laughs> No, she'll slap me naked and hide my clothes if she hears this. We got to edit that out. One but she hit me with so many combinations, I think I'm a safe. <laughs> But uh, no. I need to write these down, but Coach. Like said, one of the things I can tell you, I'm in total control at my household. Total. Um, I mean, I had my wife on her hands and knees begging me the other night. No really? doubt about it. Y'all come out from under that bed and fight like a man. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we, just man, we, we can't do this. We're going to get caught.
1: No, you know what? That's what it's about. Joke. These are the
0: things that are what we've been trying to do with this Coach's Lounge is bring out coaches personalities and show people that, they're just real people too. It's not just the, the coach screaming at the kids that they have that perception on the sidelines or, you know, like you guys are real people and you guys have your same struggles and, 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 and things that you deal with on a daily basis. And I mean, you were mentioning how coaches
2: were so influential on you in your childhood, you know, no no doubt about it. Like I said, I, uh, they, they, they helped me a ton. We, uh, like I said, I, I had a unique upbringing and then uh, my dad passed away when I was eight. My mom had a stroke when I was in the eighth grade and then my senior year, she passed away uh, Christmas Eve night. I'll never forget. Curtis Etzel came to the door that night. And I thought, oh, what, what does this guy want? Every time he gets a chance, man, he's swinging a board on me. What's it? But he was he cared for <laughs> me, you know and uh really did i mean he was he was because that was the way we, you know you just disciplined. i had add and it, I, he got my attention real quick with the board of education <laughs> and uh so that kind of thing went a long way with me then when i got back into the college collegiate deal went to oklahoma state ran back with tommy kaiser and uh was with him in houston was with him in oklahoma state and then i was able to get him up to buffalo bills with me and i don't think he ever forgave me for that but we're still friends <laughs> some kind of way and uh but then that's what happened that we went on then to uh when I was at the Oilers, Sam backtrack I backtrack, you know, you know, I met Jeff Fisher, met some guys and, you know, Greg Williams. And he said, well, if we hire you it'll be on defense, you know, and uh, wow. So Jeff, I actually had a chance to go to the Titans the year they went to Super Bowl, but I thought, well, I'm going to stay at Oklahoma State. Didn't know how that was all going to work out, but uh-huh. then got in there with Greg Williams and went, went to the Buffalo Bills. And so the NFL for me was kind of the NFL, not for long. But you know, I mean, I'll, I'll still go back and do it the same way. You know, if I, if I say it's Easter die eggs, or I tell you rooster dip snuff, look for a tin under both wings. You know, I mean, <laughs> let's do it the way I'm telling you. Going to do it. And, you know, it doesn't make any difference what level it's at. You know, and uh, but it, it was it was neat. it was great experience. Uh, but went back into Middle Tennessee State from Middle Tennessee State, went to SMU, and from SMU went to Rice, and then well, I mean it goes on and on and on. Had a tour, but I got to tell a couple of quick stories. When I'm at uh, Valdosta State, it's four cell phones uh my wife uh we she goes back to alabama to to have our first son uh trevor and uh i had a chance to go to oklahoma state and interview for the job and they call me and tell me i got it so i left a note on the table moving to stillwater oklahoma so that's how she found out about that move and then uh we're sitting there at stillwater and uh rob ryan walks in and says hey i'm going to the patriots i said well i'm going to the titans he goes well let's go celebrate so we're celebrating we're watching the news and we're on TV. So our wives found out, my wife found out on TV that we're going wow. to the Tennessee Titans. So that was that was kind of then. So you know, you got to have an understanding wife. And yeah. So, uh, my only salvation was I said, they pay raises, babe. That's all I can Yeah, <laughs> That's right. But it'd get a little bit better. Then we, you know, Greg said, hey, we're going to the Bills. You want to go as a line coach? I said, yeah, let me go talk to G- uh, about getting out of my contract and everything. So we did that. And sure enough, same thing. We were out uh, in the library talking about the job coming up. And uh, <laughs> she found out on TV that we're going to Buffalo. So, uh, yeah. on TV. <laughs> there could be worse ways to find out, yeah? <laughs> yeah.
0: Definitely. Coach playing. how did you cross paths with these two gentlemen?
1: So Joe and I met when uh, Joe was working at Deer Park and, and I don't I know, uh, I'm not sure how we actually met in that regard just I've known Chris Massey forever and so. Track meets and GHFCA uh, Yeah. Ronnie and I met uh, so I worked for Mark Cunningham uh, met Mark well Mark coached me in high school and then I worked uh, for him. I was his defensive coordinator, and he kind of gave me my start at AM Solid at high school. And uh, so, so Ronnie and him were knew each other, for, grew up together, I guess, or at Colleen, I guess,
2: no, college roommate.
1: College, okay, yeah. And so met uh, Ronnie back then, and uh, just uh, really after that, it was coaching clinics and stuff, I guess. And so yeah,
2: during the season, I mean, yeah, you got your own set of challenges, and you know, you got more problems than the of or lips. I mean, you know, you're trying to <laughs> rob Peter to pay Paul for times you. You'd be lucky if you talk to your wife occasionally, you know, just saying, hey, you know, it's good. But, you you get,
3: you get giggled every time he starts like, that. I love can those you, little. Can you, can you imagine being around him? I love, for, well, that's, for, I mean, this, as is, a young man, this like, is
0: this, yeah, I would love it. This is the exact same stuff that I'm talking about. Why we wanted to, to do the coaches lounge because of personalities like y'all's that, that people don't know about with this fraternity. It's awesome. And I wanted to share it and I want other people to realize. You know, y'all talked about y'all's extensive backgrounds and what you've done. And I'm brand new to the game. I'm only a few years in starting late. Yeah. And, you know, people say, why so late? Well, this is part of it is that sitting in the in the in the field house, just trading stories and, you know, comparing notes. And and yeah. and there is nothing like it in this fraternity. Yeah. And I was even in the fire department where they talk about it being a brotherhood. And I haven't felt a brotherhood like I have with the coaching community. It's more of a fraternity than it was for me in the fire department.
3: I took the job in Pecos. This is how I interviewed for the job. I got on a plane. I flew to Midland. The head coach's brother picked me up at the airport in an old raggedy Oldsmobile. Had no air condition. It's 115 degrees out in West Texas. We drive to Pecos. Car breaks down right outside of Monahan's. That's 42 miles from Pecos, and it's the car is dead. We're in the desert. There's nothing around us, <laughs> and I'm going, what in the heck are we going to do? Because I don't worry about it. we we'll hitchhike. I say, hitchhike? The car's coming around here, and he's like, oh, there'll be one along here in just a second. I said, are they going to stop? <laughs> yeah. and he was like, yeah, they'll stop. Everybody's friendly out here. I kid you not. It wasn't two minutes later. Lady pulls by. He sticks his thumb out, and she pulls out. Over, Where y'all going? We're going to Pecos. I'll take you. Throw our stuff in the back of the truck. She drives us right up to the front door of the coach's office. I got a to towel because I'm I'm supposed to go meet the principal, right? And we're late, so I miss the principal. And I, we walk in the and there's no air conditioning in Pakeys, by the way. It's all swamp coolers. If you don't know what a swamp cooler is, it, it's it's like blowing warm air on you. And it's it's just it's just supposed to cool you off, but it ain't cooling you off. And I'm sweating like a horned church. You know and I'm like? It's all over me. And uh, sure enough, he had the junior high guys there, and he was like, hey, get up, talking talking defense right now. I like, get up on the board. And I started drawing drawing defense right then to guys I'd never seen before, you know, teaching teaching the playbook right then. And then, you know, a couple hours later, we went and met the principal, you know, and i am s- sweat all over <laughs> the there. She was like, oh, don't worry about it. Everybody sweats around here. I'm like, not like me. <laughs>
0: hey, guys, quick question. Would you like to feel better? sleep better, less anxiety, you want your joints to feel better, If the answer is yes to any of these, or yes to all of them, CBD is the way to go. Now, I know what you're thinking, and it's not the same thing that you grew up being told was bad. It's not that hippie lettuce you always heard about from your parents or your teachers. CBD is a thing called cannabidiol, that's what's left when the THC, the stuff that gets you high, is removed. This stuff has tremendous healing and anti-inflammatory properties, along with fighting stress and anxiety, Look, basically it's all the rage all over the world right now. Now, I know you also see these rinky-dink CBD stores popping up all over the place right now. Trust me when I tell you, you do not want to go to these places to try out CBD. Just like you preach accountability to your players and coaches demand it from your CBD supplier. Level Up CBD is where you get that accountability. How? Well, that's simple. There's a QR code on every one of their products you simply scan that code with your camera and boom level up will let you know where your product was made along with where it's been every step of the way until you start reaping the benefits personally If that's not accountable, y'all, I don't know what really is. Trust me, after all of these years of me being done with my body, whether as a player, coach, firefighter, doing jujitsu, or just my big brisket back self doing a marathon by the end of the 2021 because Coach Flanagan said I couldn't, my body is a wreck. Enter Level Up CBD. Me personally? I'm a 2,000 milligram citrus guy. I just place a couple drops under the tongue and boom, I'm a new man. Not to mention that 1,000 milligram lotion on those sore muscles after those long runs. And it don't hurt, fellas, when the misses asks for a massage. Use some of that lotion. Get you some bonus points at home if you know what I'm saying. Try it for yourself today. Go to levelup-cbd.com. Let me say it again for the people in the cheap seats. Levelup-cbd.com. And when you go, let them know you heard about it in the coach's lounge.
1: Ronnie, you weren't what? with you weren't with the oilers, were you? With- in that Kevin Gilbride area. Buddy Brian, Ryan, Buddy, Buddy Ryan, Ryan right <laughs> Cross.
2: I was just Houston. Yeah, yeah, we're Houston we're And uh, you know, Kev, I was just with Kevin in the XFL. We just were the that league that just went on. Yeah. I was just uh-huh. there up there with Kevin in New York. And uh, we were you know, we were coming down here. We were gonna really get after what was that, the roughnecks? We were yep. fixing, we were fixing the you know, take them out behind the woodshed when that they league They'd be glad the COVID hit. But well, the Rock the <laughs> bought it and <laughs> no, bring no, back, back, right? Yeah, I was supposed to You were talking about it it's
1: funny listening to you, Ronnie, talking about the T V station and you know your wife figuring out where she's gonna be moving and <laughs> and I've known some guys, uh a buddy Clancy Barone talking about getting fired at uh, I think it was Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken. But I know Clancy well, He's yeah, he's down at uh, getting him a sandwich and just left the coaching office and looking at the little ticker on ESPN and he sees the Kansas City Marty Schottenheimer I think got fired. And he had just walked out of the office. You know, you've been around a long time and, and, you know, you do a great job, but um, what's, have you been fired? And any stories with that?
2: Unlike Joe, I've been there where my key don't fit the door the next morning. (laughs) And they kind of walk you up there and say, hey, you can take this, this, and this, and we'll, uh, we'll send the rest of it to you. And, uh, and and that's kind of, and you know what's so funny as coaches, you know, all you're thinking about is how do I get my film? You know how to get my cut? <laughs> how to get my cut? That's I mean, just how you think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was still tell the story when I was coming. Man, how are you from gonna York. bring it to the misses? Yeah, yeah, And You know, you think about that. And, no, no, no.
3: You, miss, you miss what he's trying to say. How am I gonna get my video? Yeah, <laughs> how, got, how, how to get my. That's your resume. I, I, I got yeah, to have This my cut is how up. we do it. Yeah, yeah. I got to exactly. have,
2: have my cutters for the next job interview. You know what I mean? <laughs> how am I gonna get? I mean, you know, you just you. That's it's how your mind works, you know. But I do have a couple of stories. I guess the the hardest one was, i you know. I get fired at, at Buffalo. The head, head, you know, I'll I leave it. I leave, kind of leave it at that. But I, you wake up the next morning, and you're on the front page of the Buffalo paper. Controversial line coach let go for bills. You know, controversial. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> God Almighty. I mean, you know, of all the, you know, and and then you when you're walking around, you you in stores, you honestly think people know who you are, and you, they don't. You know? <laughs> but my son was in the first grade, you know, and I think that was the hardest. And my wife had the really the hardest thing has been for her, and uh, is. I move on to the next job and they stay there and then they they're listening to it and they're enduring it and when you get fired you know from some of those places that you know it's uh uh you know like i said you know when i got let go but the story that got me the most was my son was in the first grade and you know actually held him back and everybody said oh you're holding him back for athletic reasons he started first grade in buffalo he finished the second second part of that year in middle tennessee and then he went to you know was going in the second grade he was going into at dallas and I was thinking, man, is you know he can't read. Right? I mean, what the hell's happening? I mean, you know, he can't pour water out of a boot with directions on the heel. What the hell's going on here? I mean, I'm scared. You know, like looking at my wife, like it's got to be out somewhere in your side of the tree, somewhere, baby. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you know, but, well, I can read. Yeah, but you know the whole the whole story on that was I'll never forgot this. We we went. I got fired in Buffalo, and he went through that. It was tough. You know, he he was hearing that stuff at school. You know, your dad got fired, and he you know came up. And he said dad you get fired I said yeah I gotta let go I didn't do the job adequate I didn't do it well enough and that's just the way things are going to go you know and and we go back well so the next year I'm in Middle Tennessee and I get offered the job at SMU and my wife's like she looks it up she goes SMU has won any games I said yeah I know we're gonna go anyway and uh she goes so just so you can get back to Texas my wife's from originally from Pennsylvania and then Birmingham Alabama and uh, as my brothers would say I had to cross two or three states before I got anybody to marry me you know (laughs) they didn't you know know the whole story but anyway we but I'm, I'm I'm I tell my sons you want to come because they used to come to me with the bills and they'd swim in the swimming pool and that, you know when they're little like we all do bring them to the field house and you know that's at least part of that being around them, like Joe was saying but I'm going up there to the middle and I'm cleaning out my office and uh, and my youngest son is is he's just kind of a toddler at that time and of course well I guess he'd be about four but anyway I hear some crying down the hall and I'm like what in the world is going on down there. And my oldest son's crying, you know, just sitting against the wall. And I thought, what could he have done? And I said, son, what's wrong with you? And he just looks up and goes, you got fired again. (laughs) Just crying. And To this day, I guarantee he don't believe I didn't get fired, you know. You know, we all go through it. I mean, but, yeah, I've been on that other end of the fire deal. And like I said, it'll – It'll test your metal and it should, you know. And I it was just funny. I'm I'm up in Canada, Edmonton. I loved it. You know, when you get up there and you're going, and of course I'm I'm talking like nine auctioneers, man, and they're trying to catch on. You know, but I'm I'm hollering to this one, you know, I'm telling this one kid, this tied in, I said, Are you gonna make a call or are you not gonna make a call? So he gets up and makes it in French. I said, Yeah, well, touche, big man. No, you make that, you make, that you make that damn call where I understand it. And, and then the lineman turned around. We get it. I said, All right, that's fine. I mean, hit you, uh, you know, how about I uh, slap y'all naked and hide all your clothes? You know, and just, just, you know, God Almighty. I mean.
0: Hey, make sure you check us out on social media Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the same. At Real Coach Lounge. Let me say that again. At Real Coach Lounge. Hook up with us. Let us know on Facebook you're there. Let's start a chat. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, questions, things you want to hear, things you don't want to hear, all that fun stuff. This is a podcast for everybody. We just happen to be sitting in the lucky seats asking the questions and enjoying the laughs, but you guys are the ones that this is for. Join us on social media and let's all enjoy this fun ride together.
1: Who are the... I, you know, it's it to me, the cool thing is you played for Ronnie, and, you know, there's got to be great memories. But who, who are the if, – if you had to say who's the – I watched – I don't know if you've seen the movie Greater. Uh, it's Brandon Burlsworth, Is that right? Yeah, Bullsworth. Bullsworth. Yeah, yeah the other – awesome. Movie. Yeah. Don't – don't I told some of my players, they don't take a day to that deal because you'll be crying like it was OEL or something. Yeah. But uh, who's, the, who's the best – The when you just say, man, it's the best kid I ever coached. And I know there's a bunch
2: of them, but who who stands yeah. out in that deal? And you can't say Joe, so.
3: No, I wouldn't. He'd be lying <laughs> through his
2: teeth. I, I still talk about when I was on defense there at the Titans and I was coaching Randall Godfrey, and he was a gifted, gifted, gifted player. But then you turn around, and I didn't coach him, but it was around Lamar Latham. That's such a hard question to answer, and I don't mean it to to, to be in any boisterous way, to, but it wasn't maybe even the, those, pro, but those pro guys were elite. Those were mm-hmm. some, and, you know, it was around, you know, uh uh, the freak there at uh, at the Titans. That that defense was something else. You know, the, uh, we were thirteen to three that year, and the Redskins won. I mean, the Redskins. The Ravens won the Super Bowl, but we were still the number one defense in the league that year. You know, we still pride to take. You know, nobody knows it because football sits on my mantle at home. But who cares? But. You know, still the you you know peacock around and walk your chest out with that, and you know that that fifty cents will get you some coffee somewhere. Well, I guess not that day, Starbucks times. Yeah, that yeah that that and twelve dollars will get you a cup of coffee nowadays. But uh, God Almighty, golly, that's a hard that's such a hard question, boy. There's so many of them. And then you got some guys that, again, that, you know, play with more heart than you could even imagine. But think about that in coaching. Well, every year we say that. You know, if, if if the A player had the heart of B player, man, it would be unbelievable. You know, you'd have the full meal deal, you know. And, you hear that a lot, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Don't you always have those? You know, so always Eric Peavy I played for me and uh, coached with him. He's the head coach at Westbrook. And so, you know, I always tell him best player I ever coached and why he's standing there and I'm talking to somebody and I'll, I'll mention his brother, Joe Peavy, you know, <laughs> and it kind of crushes him. But Joe Peavy was that guy right there. I mean, that dude, it didn't matter what happened. That dude was – as you said, if it's a bar fight, that's your guy right there. Run through a wall, whatever. Just,
2: just I, I the heart of a that's champion, good. man. Yeah, it's, that's Man, you get some of those players. Right? <laughs> the one that comes to mind for me is just uh, – Came out of nowhere was probably Greg Jones there at Houston. Oh, been a D lineman, but I mean, you talk about strong.
3: Can I I tell that story to start with?
2: I guess you might as well go in. It's it's a good one.
3: Greg Jones was a was a very very below average defensive lineman, and uh, and
2: tough as a truck stop steak boy. Yeah, he was. But he was.
3: uh, (laughs) I guess I got to leave a part of that story out. But but Ronnie Ronnie tells a story. He wanted him on on offense. They were not going to use him on defense. And he said, I'll make him the start the center next year. And they were like, No, he ain't gonna be so end of the story. Greg Jones is starting center next year. And he's a war daddy. And we called him the as the guys that we pleased to play for him, we called him the bus driver. Because he had mitts on him that were just unreal. And he got a hold of you, it was over. And he would drive <laughs> your ass just like a bus.
2: I mean He tore a face mask off a helmet one time. Just and I mean just like like you were tearing up paper. But do you talk about a guy that to this day of course joe and i stay really close but do you talk about a guy that if you were in the pit and you needed a guy right there yeah. i could call greg jones and and i i mean boy if i was in the north pole fighting polar bear he'd be up there like a flash of lightning and a ball of white heat man he'd be in the middle of it you know and i mean there'd be fur flying there'd be no two ways about that he was he was like i said he was he had a tenacity about it boy he was He've, you know he, he was a like,
3: much man. You know I've, I've shared a, a thousand Ronnie V stories in my office. <laughs>
0: All right, so let's there's hear two. one. I know you can share. There's nobody listening. It's just us. You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> just us it's just us. You know. know it's man. not. Nobody's gonna yeah. know. <laughs> no, well, I'll many. tell
3: you what. There's a there's a guy that 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 I, that played. <laughs> he was my my senior year. He was a he was a freshman. His name was Jimmy Herndon. He's probably one of the best men I've ever met. Best people, person, just a good person. He asked Ronnie. He says, "Coach, do you have to use so much foul language? Is another, you know, way to get your point across?" And he literally said, "You know what? I I, I probably can."
2: Yeah, Jim said, Co- "Coach, I just I really feel like I could do better if you if you wouldn't cuss at me." And I said, "Well, I could probably do that." I, do that man. <laughs> I had another guy in Canada. Every time he got something, he said, "Coach, I'm praying for you." You know, <laughs> I said, "Well, I appreciate that." He goes, "Well, glory be to you," and and. and, and Let's make the points without, without getting into any tense deals. <laughs> and I said, right, I'm going to
3: hey, brag on him right here. We had a meeting one time. I, I want to say maybe my sophomore year, whatever, and he comes in and he's, we're about to play TCU. I still have the piece of paper from the game plan. And he <laughs> comes in this meeting and he's like we're giving a scouting report and he's starting to talk about these guys and then he breaks into this poem. And you don't really know it's a poem until he's into it a minute, and he does this whole thing, and then you fold over the back of the damn paper, and it's got this poem on it, and he's reciting it verbatim and putting it into the context of what we're about to do, you know, of the of the of the of the guys we're playing. It was it was awesome. Was it's like oh, an
0: artist wow. almost,
3: right? Like oh, has, yeah. you, have to, a, you have to, yeah. But a, you know, he prepared. Sure a long time for that you know trying to memorize because this poem is that long he i don't do it put right you now. on the
2: spot do you remember any of it oh
3: yeah you got it right now He yeah, said,
2: it, I do he it, said all, it last year I, I let's it hear it let's yeah. do it well it's called the greatest game of all it says uh life's a game of football you play it every day it's not just the breaks you get but it's how well you play if you can look your old team over you got many worthy men and if you can mesh them all together there's not a goal you can't defend uh the fullback's name is courage you need him in this game and if truth and faith are your halfbacks, you'll have many yards to gain. See, your quarterback is very small, fast, hard to see. You better look close when he gets the ball. He's opportunity. Your right hand's name is religion. He stood the test of time. Your left hand's name is brotherhood, and he's the bulwark of your line. Your right tackle's named ambition. Don't ever let him shirk. Your left tackle is a husky man. I tell you, his name is work. Your right guard's name is honor. He's important to your team. Your left guard's name is humor. Excuse me. Your right guard's name is honor. important to your team. Left guard's name is humor and he's there to be seen. If love plays at the center spot and does his very best, you're going to always have a winning team and you're going to always know success. But see, the other team is extremely strong. Greed, hatred, envy and deceit. Four strong backs you're going to have to buck to ward off sure defeat. Selfishness and jealousy. You'll find them playing guard and carelessness and a man called waste are two tackles you can't disregard. Discouragement and falsehood. Big boys at the end. You're going to have to tackle hard, son, when you meet up with these men. There's one more game you'll have to, more man you'll have to watch. I'll do the game, my dear. See, he's playing center for the other team, and I tell you, his name is Fear. See, the game's not going to be easy, and there's going to be struggle and there's going to be strife as you work for Victory Glorious in this real tough game of life. So stand behind your team, son. There'll be many who'll applaud. See, remember, you're the captain, but the referee is God. And the whole gist of that was to say, there's a lot of good attributes and there's a lot of good features on every one of us and, in, and, on, and on our team. But there's going to be adversities and there's going to be people and naysayers. There's going to be people tell you that you can't do it. And there's the easy going to be, you know, you know, poor, poor attitudes are easy to catch, you know, and those kind of things. And that's what that was the jest I was trying to tell them. Yeah. At the, wow. time the whole deal. Well, that's awesome. We use that one quite. Uh, you you, you got record before. on there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of that deal. We, got, we, we that we one. Got, that's
0: going to open it up. So, wow. What about what about. Another thing about coaches, uh, to sidetrack a little bit, sidebar, pretty notorious pranksters, jokesters as well. Gotta have some humor, man. Gotta have some humor, right? <laughs> because of this sometimes intense situation, because you're in the heat of battle with your brothers, right? But you got to sometimes do stuff to lighten up the mood. Is that something that's able to be talked about outside that or out of the, the, the field house? Or is that something that, that's pretty sacred to?
3: Uh, I'm gonna leave name out, but uh it was a guy he used to work for they were uh at um they were in a college football game they had went to watch a game, and one of this the guy he, w- he was working for at the time, apparently somebody known him from college and he started yelling you know as they were trying to walk out, started yelling he's giving him his nickname lurch, lurch, and he's screaming his, and and Chris was like, is like, who's that guy yelling at? And they just keep walking, you know, and like, lurch, and um, they, you know, he did think, okay, because so he's talking to somebody else. I know the guy walks up behind me and grabs, him, he goes lurch, and and you could tell that this guy wasn't very, <laughs> he, you know, as as he's telling the story, he wasn't very flattered by the the nickname, you know, and he was pretty upset about it, and uh, you could tell the guy kind of looked, and it was like, you better not, you know, don't tell anybody. I tell you, you get back to the office. And uh, and so uh, the next day in the office, they're about to have a a, a meeting, a staff meeting, and uh, somebody wrote up on the board, <laughs> "You rang," <laughs> and he got pissed. <laughs> I mean, pissed. And you could just see that the the steam was coming out of his ears, you know. And um, he had apparently told the story to everybody in the office, you know, and and he wasn't too happy about that. So as he's up giving his addressing the staff one of the guys sitting to the right of him behind him got down under the the desk and stuck his hand up like this one yeah, yeah. uh, <laughs> <and> everybody's going
2: <laughs> like trying not to laugh
3: and then after he got through with the meeting he
2: Get your ass in the
3: office, and he just went off on it, (laughs) screaming and yelling, and you know he's in there.
2: We had a D line coach there, Ben Hurt, and he was was an outstanding recruiter. And he was, I mean, he was he was one of those guys, just kind of an unassuming guy, you know, short little guy, stature, a little weight, and just. Boy, you got it on that field, you know. And I mean, yeah, so many cliches, you know. They'll walk if you let them, coach. They'll walk if you let them. And we better get out there and get out. We better recruit. We're gonna get Apple on a roadmap. We're gonna be gone. El Gondo. <laughs> We're gonna be gone if you don't get it done right. He was a D line coach. How many times Joe can do it better than oh. anybody?
3: Say please, what? man. He says, "You got you got a butt string up. You got to keep him up. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't somebody hurt." <laughs> and you yeah. can't, you can't oh, do Mark.
2: what? You can't do what, Joe? Oh. Lose containment.
3: Oh, oh. <laughs> that's a great! I I'll tell that story. That's the funniest story ever. <laughs> but uh, he used to. Lamar gets hurt uh, in, in an inside drill, and, and he's like, uh, he was so he was so mad, and he had been telling, "Hey man, you gotta stay up and get somebody hurt, damn it!" Look at him, he's a God damn all-American, laying on the ground right there, hurt right now, because you guys can stay up. And um, but Ben, he was a D-line coach when I am a true freshman. We ran scout team. That's what we did. You know, we were just scout team dummies. And after we did individual with Ronnie, we we're going over the other side. We're on the defense side of the ball, and he had some really some great defensive lines. Alfred Oglesby played in the oh, league. first rounders. Uh, uh Craig Vc. Glenn McGary. Uh, Glenn McG- All those guys were all over
2: there. All NFL and, picks. And, and
3: um, so he's over there, and, and all he would do is a, a bootleg bootleg containment period. You know, we'd work we'd stretching. You know, and his whole deal was. See defensive end. He got to he got to squeeze. Got to shuffle, shuffle, shove. Keep his shoulder squared. <laughs> he just got to watch the bootleg coming out the backside. See right here. Got to keep lose containment. Damn it!
2: You got to stay. You got to stay squared. don't be losing containment, damn. You're gonna get your ass beat. Lose containment. If you lose uh, containment, I'll be El Gondo. <laughs> I've been working at McDonald's. You know what that means? El Gondo. Wife Joan will be out of work too. I'm what is Gondo? Gone. Yeah, he's gone. Oh God. <laughs>
3: So this is true. This is so funny. Uh, he used to get the we had the offensive lineman there, but the skill guys had. It was during some sort of whatever session. The skill guys were going, "You didn't have backs or or quarterbacks," so he would use the kickers. And a guy named Johnny Robinson was a backup punter, and he's from Canada. So I'll tell this story. I've never I've probably never seen him before. I was telling the story the other day. So we got a guy named Simon. Yeah. Who's a All American Simon Rodriguez? He's a like stud punter. You know Johnny didn't have a chance to get on the field after Simon showed up, right? And uh, you had a guy uh, that was a kicker named Roman Anderson. He was like All American. You know he was he wanted to be a he wanted to be a linebacker. He loved being over there, run over there, run scout team.
2: Great athlete. So yeah.
3: every he ended up being like a SEAL, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Special Forces guy after he got out of college. So. Anyway, he, he's, hey, kickers, come on now. We got, you don't know got to work over here, damn it. He goes, hey, we've got the same damn period every day. You're late. Get over here. You know, and Roman's over there, got strapped up. He's ready to go. And Johnny's sitting over there on the side and he's taking his time. So said, damn, Johnny, hurry up. We got time for all that. He goes, hell, you you you're on scholarship like everybody else. You eat for free, you sleep for free. He said, you ain't going to damn play. He goes, he goes, What kind of crap is that? What kind of scholarship are you on? He goes, Best damn scholarship I know of. <laughs> <laughs> but we we're all dying. He goes, Don't laugh at him. You encourage him. That's not, yeah. that's not funny. It's all to break your dinner plate and put you on the interstate. I still
2: think, I still think, want to leave a name out of it. Somebody, y'all were on the scout team, and I remember. It. <laughs> Just busted. He goes, I oh, mean, that's awful. Gee, what's, who in the hell recruited you? <laughs> you did, coach. Shut the fuck up. You know? <laughs> Tell him, <laughs> Michael, you fired. What the hell are you trying to say? Everybody's trying to get me on a app bed, my app on a roadmap, be gone. I know exactly what you're talking about. said that. Yeah, yeah. We, you we were remember. talking about it the other day. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. They're thinking ben might, ben might use a few choice words, right? You know, da 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 da. And somebody come in, you messed up. And, you know, mean. so the athlete up. may go like, well, flip, you know, snap. He go, don't cuss, man. I got a picture of my wife in my bill. <laughs> <laughs> picture my wife in my back pocket. man. Don't. Be, don't be, but he used to, he used used to be, say, don't be, be, it. be, be And He would daunting. cuss when he said it to you. That's yeah. what was funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't be F. <effing> <laughs> no. and
3: cussing. <laughs> I got a picture of my wife in my back Don't be F. and cussing.
2: Judge. I got a picture of my wife in my bill. And you're looking around like, what in the world? <laughs>
3: Uh, we were laughing. we were talking about him the other day. He ran a scout team. He used to run the cards, you know. And they'd have, it have, and he'd have, hold the card up. He goes, all right, man, see right here? Right now, we're going to run the green routes right here. See, you got a dig right here. Got a, got a post on this side right here. And hey, 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 run a good hitch on the backside. We got pocket protection right here. All right. And it's going to be on two. Ready? Break. You know, we went out there and he. You know, same card. Now now we got the red routes. You know, see so we're in the red routes. Same formation, you know. But then have the cards all drawn out, you know, whatever. And um, I was a center, so we snap a Nerf ball. And I got, uh, trying to entertain ourselves over there. I used to try to hit his ass with the Nerf ball. <laughs> He's like, all right, you got the red routes right here. And I really got pocket protection and wheeler. If you hit me in the nuts again with that ball, i kick your ass.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. He did. He had a way where he'd get after you, but you still you just you just loved him, boy. He was just one yeah. of those guys because he could he could get after it and he'd go and, and get you going. And then we like I said we had Jim there's some Jim Eddy stories. I think the all time greatest Jim Eddy story was when he got so frustrated with the defense. Didn't he tell him he was just gonna juke all of them? He didn't know <laughs> <laughs> so, they're already a d1 yeah, they're already d1 he goes, play like that again, man. tell you something. I'll dukeco all your <laughs> They're all looking at each other. How
0: about you coach. you ever seen any uh pranks in the, in the in the coach's office Any good anything stand out
1: oh man there's been there's been thousands of them. Uh, one of my favorites is some guys messing with uh, one of the coaches and and they had been stealing stuff out of his desk every day and it just wore him out he couldn't stand it and he would just get all over them and stuff and so he he bought a padlock and he he locked the desk drawer so they couldn't get in there and you know he kind of strutted out of there i got this thing figured out (laughs) you know he had one of those big old desk calendars on top of his desk you get from the the army or whatever Mm -hmm. up there some of the guns come in while he's not in there and they saw a hole in his desk. <laughs> <laughs> no, Took all his crap out that's and going put in. that calendar back on. And he unlocked that thing and the look on his face when he pulled that thing out. That well, that's that's good. I got to get to it. Classic right
2: there. That's classic. That's going the extra oh, mile. Yeah. Uh, I, I know
3: he'll appreciate this. Uh, Alan Hatfield, you know who he is? Uh-huh. Yeah. Alan yeah. Hatfield is like the 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 biggest stickler on being neat. And perfect. He, this guy had handwriting that was meticulous. I mean, it was like he taught penmanship. When he took notes at a clinic or whatever, it was like somebody had typed them and he was printing. I mean, that's how neat he was. And he was an old military guy, been in the army. And so his locker was like folded socks. Like his underwear was like, looked like they were freaking ironed and he had them laid out, you know, and everything was so so toothbrush laid in the right spot. Toothp- I mean, just. As perfect as you can get and i used to go what in the hell is that like he was like and he's in there like it's like he measured it and everything you know like he's gonna get a inspection or something and every time he would i'd go in there and i just move shit, <laughs> and he would just who the hell's messing my stuff you know and then and everybody's laughing i'm just you know and he, he, he started go, joe bob i know it was you i was like i don't know what you're talking about i don't know what you're talking about that. <laughs>
1: You know, so you said, and you know, I'm talking about, I'm not going to mention his name, but we talked about I worked for him before. But (laughs) he, he, uh, he used to be in the coach's office and they all talked about he was reading a book and he was reading that deal and he had it marked every day. And they'd go in there and they'd remark his, they'd move his mark back in the book and they said, he'd (laughs) come in there and they'd say, you know, I think I've heard this before, but, uh, you know i need to tell this story and they were like yeah you told us the story two days
2: ago it's the same part of the book because <laughs> later on if ask. we ever do this again the first yeah. the first but, story that's going to come out of my mouth is if you remember, uh, Coach Lang, when we did this last time, we spent five minutes just going through stuff and no recording. Yeah. And it was and, going uh,
3: really well. And up. I thought, man, this is flowing pretty good. And yeah. well, by the way, I didn't turn on the recording. All the good
2: stuff was off the recording. Yeah. Some yeah. of my best stuff was on there. I'll never forget That's it. That's the story of my life the
0: last two and a half years, too. You wouldn't even know. Uh-huh. We, we, were, we were playing earlier this season. And the one time I was handed a drone controller, I decided to see what that baby was all about. And I flew it into a wall. And it fell about 15, 20 feet straight onto concrete. And eleven hundred dollars later, the football program's got a new drone. You uh, weren't just flying it around. You were. I mean, what I, were you actually doing? I it was, wasn't just. I was testing out the controls. I was making sure I was tinkering it to see. I wanted to see if it, how the angle and would how be, how it would get to to a certain coach. But I mean, I didn't, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't dangerous. <laughs> but it was more along, you know, it's
2: an a, old film story though that I can tell you. We're at Marble Falls. We're playing against. Uh, uh, the Brady Bulldogs and Brady's way of Marble Falls, with back in the day, yeah, I mean, back in the day, you drove the film back from there. You drove it back into Austin to get it developed, and uh, you know, I'm he's sitting.
3: got this look on his face. when I first started,
2: <laughs> no, I love yeah. hearing the story. I had no, no. idea, and then, yeah. I never know, really even get, thought of it. it but it makes sense. You were hoping because you knew you were going to be last in line coming from where I was coming from, and you know you're waiting down there, and you drive it, and then you get it finally, and you're coming back, and it old windy road, seventy one coming back through there. Bottom line, I fell asleep and boom, jumped it, and just fortunate, you know. I mean, I was okay. Well, the hardest part of it, I, I unbuckled my seatbelt because my truck was on its side, and when I fell all to the other side of the truck, and then getting out of there, you know, and uh, but the the cops come up, you know, and obviously they're going to check, you know, where you drank or whatever. I said no. And they go, what are you doing? I said, there's another canister of film out here somewhere. We've got to find it. <laughs> and I'm trying to find those two canisters of film, and I can't find that other damn canister of film. And they think, None. and now they think I've been drinking, and I, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I was lucky. You know, I wasn't. It was okay, and they put. And then even then, when they get done, I said, we good? And they go, yeah. But, I said, we, we got to find a canister of film. He's more like, worried <laughs> about that film car. Now, really, at that point, If, that, if it would have been today, well, he's under concussion protocol. Call yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember sitting at
1: – I was at Spring Westfield's where I student taught, so it was like 90, and Emory Ballard was the head coach there. And so Emory – somebody had taught him, you know, they'd wet that board down, the chalkboard, they'd wet it down, then they'd come back with chalk. Mm-hmm. They'd drop all the formations, and then you could – let it dry, and then you could write on it, and when you erased, you, you erased only the stuff that you had written when it was dry. And so he'd write every formation, which for him was a wishbone, wasn't a ton of them, but every defensive front they would yeah. run or could possibly run. And then every play'd he run one play up there, and we'd sit there and, you know he'd just stand there and stare at it. We'd look at the back of his head. There was 15 coaches behind him looking at the back of his head. And uh, I remember one time we were watching film, and you know, it was real to real. And we're watching that stuff, and and I don't. I'm a young, I'm a student teacher, and Ben Sebo, that I walk, work for now was in there. He was the old line coach, and we're watching it, and I, we'd been in there hours, and I just kind of looked at it and and he's just about to turn it off, and I said, Hey, number thirty two, how do y'all know which side of the what side he's going to? Is it tight end, short side of the field? What's it? Where's he going on that deal? Emery kind of looked at me for a quick second, and they'd already turned the light on, flipped the light back off, and started that deal again. Oh. And as dark as it was, I could feel all those eyes. And Vince, he was my supervising teacher. When it was over, he came to me and he said, let me tell you something. If you ever, <laughs> ever do that again, we spent about two more hours up there on a Saturday. Like, <laughs> Trying to figure out why yeah. 32 is playing. You
2: will not graduate oh, if you ever do God. that again. <laughs> I ain't no two ways about it. We think, my friend? You got enough to bait us?
0: I think so, man. You guys have really, like, coached a who's who's list of, of players.
2: I mean – been a lot, lot of been yeah, a lot of stuff. Well, I man. mean,
0: combined, you've got guys, you've got guys, you've got a lot of guys. So but Flanagan, he
2: got. I mean,
0: Flanagan's Flanagan's no no flash in the pan. I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just here. I, this is what it's about. I I love hearing the the stories.
2: Uh, yeah, Flanagan's right though. You sit in the coach's office and it's, a, yeah, man, it's. But so I kind bad. of feel like in the in the office, and you hope you're not. You know, i, I even told my wife. I said but they'll ask me something and you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be Tommy Topper, you know, where you, somebody will tell a story and I'll, you know, I'm thinking, God, I got, I got, I just, I don't want to be that guy. You know, I mean, got, got a way better but story. I got but way now, better than that. I know, but, and, and you, know, you got to really up, guard, guy? you really got to guard yourself. But I, I think, uh, and then, now it's gotten to the point, coach. I'm sure you got something. I'm like, oh, well, since y'all invited me, in,
1: like, <laughs> that's it if it's
0: inquired <laughs> but into. Then, uh,
2: then one of the young coaches said something he goes, Coach, I think what we like about you telling stories is that you've got a unique way. And there's a, we we get something different every time. Yeah. Like, oh, well, uh. You're a hell of a storyteller, my friend. That is for yeah, sure. Oh, man. I tell you what. But it's. <laughs> I mean, that's like the that. I mean, you know, you're in the coach's office taking a dump. You know, somebody walks in and goes, why, damn!" I said, "Hey, man, this ain't a bakery. what the hell did y'all? Think, the hell, did y'all think y'all were stepping into? You know, I mean, God Almighty, what the hell? Did, I mean, you know, I'm sitting there thinking some of you guys' Brett's like an outhouse door. Separate, you know, I mean, y'all back a mule off a cliff, and you're talking about being there taking a dump. And you're gonna get all offended by it. Golly, are you joking with me right now? But. <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah, y'all gonna, you gonna be math me out of this? That's a fool. No, no, are you kidding uh, me?
0: Please, please, uh, promise you'll come, like, come back to the lounge and oh, some
2: more. We already told you. First thing you'll come out on that first one is. Unlike last time. Yes. We've Rookie <laughs> mistake made. We're going right. to put the actual. Uh, we had a freshman. We had a, we, had a, we had a red shirt freshman trying to run it.
0: Well, wait. I mean, you, either, you either win
2: or learn, right? There's there's no there's no losing if you learn a lesson, right?
0: Thank you all so much. Appreciate That's it. Going yeah. It's been great. it a good
2: idea. I think it's going.